Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gouts, joined, uh, thankfully not this time, by Greg, although he's not been fired. He's just off for the week to an undisclosed location. Uh, but instead, we have Brie Bruegel from my office here uh, in the communications office. Welcome, Brie. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's your first time on the podcast, and it's a good one because we've got a super awesome guest. We're very lucky to have the 2021 Corrections Officer of the Year, Vakas Vidge, from the Thumb Correctional Facility. Uh, welcome, Officer. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Nice to finally uh, have a phone conversation after we've been playing film tech for a while. <laughs> yeah, we're so glad to uh, get this all set up. Yeah, you are a tough man to uh, to get a hold of, and so that's because you're uh, you're in demand there. You're such a, a great employee, which is the, one of the reasons why you were picked to be the Corrections Officer of the Year back in 2021. So before we get started, uh, or as we're getting started here, you've been with the department now, what, about 10 years? Yes, uh, it'll be full 10 years, September 16th of this year. All right, so you got a pin coming soon. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in corrections and, and what drew you to this line of work. You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. I didn't wake up and one day I was like, hey, I'm going to be a corrections officer today. <laughs> My degree was uh, in political science from uh, Oakland University, and I really wanted to do some uh, police work. But one of my professors recommended that I uh, give corrections a try, you know, just to get some experience underneath my belt. And so I filled out an application, you know, before the online application, I actually had to print one out and send it into the central office there. And that was that, man. I just got a call from one of the recruiters. I said, hey, uh, we got a job for you in Ionia. And I didn't know where Ionia was, so I Googled it real quickly. And, you know, 10 years later, I am, you know, I was looking for something with good benefit. You know, I just recently got married and was going to have my daughter. So it really was really, you know, a godsend to get the benefits uh, rolling before, you know, my daughter was born. So we were all covered. Well, that's great. And yeah, uh, and certainly we've streamlined the application process <laughs> since since then. So you don't have to print out the Internet anymore to uh, to apply. So that's that's good. But I'm glad you were able to, to get through the, the hoops that, that were involved back then. So what what makes you, now that you've done this for, for 10 years, what makes you continue uh, in this line of work? Obviously, you've, you must enjoy it, obviously, if you're, you're still here after 10 years. and Yeah, you know, I, I really uh, do enjoy being a corrections officer. You know, a lot of people approach me at my job about, you know, doing some uh, stuff outside of uniform or, you know, promoting to a supervisor level. But I really like just doing, you know, just what a corrections officer does is, uh, you know, every day is different, you know, granted over time, you know, the first couple of years I was uh, assigned everywhere throughout the facility, but now I kind of have like a regular job where I kind of like work up front, but it's still as different from day to day, whether, you know, it's seeing even like customer service oriented, like, you know, answering calls from family members who are in distress and, uh, you know, somebody new coming in because, you know, uh, Thumb has the uh, youthful population. So, you know, trying to see the kids, trying to, you know, let them know what prison is all about. You know, this is your last chance, you know, before you get into a real prison. This is where you your chance to reform before, you know, we shoot you out to Jackson or something. Sure. So sure. That's, that's why I like doing, you know, being a corrections officer. I could, you know, kind of be a frontline worker. Yeah. Is that what you find that you, you enjoy most or is it, like you said, the 
everything a little something different every day? Is there some particular aspect of, of the job that if you could do that part of it every day, that that would be the thing you'd like to do the most? You know, I really like being with the public, you know, whether it's like, uh, you know, the visitors coming in to visit the family members or whether it's like community college trying to do a uh, trip with the students who want to see what a prison's like. Uh, even like sometimes when like, you know, the director comes in, you know, it's kind of, kind of nice to explain what you do as a job every day. Because, you know, people that come from the outside don't really know what everyday prison is like. So I really enjoy that aspect the most. Yeah. So I, I think I've seen you involved in some of the recruitment efforts, right? You've been involved in helping to encourage others to, to come join uh, the facility? Yes, sir. So recently we had an open house at TCF. We had close to uh, 24 or 25 recruits. Uh, well, not recruits, you know, possible uh, officers that want to work corrections show up. And uh, the cool thing about recruiting is, like, if they come to your facility, they get hired at your facility. You know, when I got hired, it was like, hey, uh, this is where we have a position for you. These are two or three places you can pick from. But it's, I think it's really nice that uh, people can come in and choose what facility they want to work at. Yeah. So when you're out uh, either in the community or at these open houses um, and you're talking to applicants and, and people that are coming in, you know, not maybe maybe all they know about corrections is what they see on TV or or maybe they know someone who's done the work, but they don't know a whole lot. Like, what's your elevator pitch to them? Like, what are you telling them that to try to encourage them to come? Or what have you found when you've talked to them? Like, what seems to resonate the most to maybe try to entice them into the job? Absolutely. So, like, for example, I was given, like, hey, man, I've been here 10 years. I try to be real frank with them. Like, it's, it is it is prison, but I didn't know anything about prison when I first started. And, you know, we're going to train you up. We're going to give you the tools. We're going to give you all the policies and the procedure. You just have to, you know, take it one day at a time. And eventually, over time, you, you build a report with whether it's a supervisor or, you know, a prisoner that'll come to you naturally. It'll be second nature. And I try to tell them about my experience in the first couple of years. You know, there's a lot of learning possibilities. You need to learn a lot of stuff, ask a lot of questions. But I always go back to, like, my personal uh, experiences. Like, hey, man, I didn't know anything. I had zero idea what questions was about. But, like, I had such good trainers and you know, HRD coordinators and other officers who were there, you know, 10, 15 years kind of took me underneath their wing and, uh, you know, showed me how to, I guess, you know, we say prison or jail, I guess. Yeah, I think that's a really great point that you bring up that a lot of people that join the department don't necessarily know how to be a corrections officer, but the training that they receive here gives them the ability to do that and do that well. Kind of like you, going through your packet, it looks like you were honored more than just getting corrections officer of the year, but you've been honored a few times with various warden coins, specifically for your ability to discover contraband in the facility. One time you even discovered $1,200. So could you tell us a little bit more about that and how you found that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, for that certain day, I was assigned to a, uh, you know, position at Thumb. We have uh, it's control center rover 15 kind of takes care of the male visitors that come in to the facility to visit, you know, with their loved one. So this gentleman who came through the gate and, uh, you know, we processed him, looked all his, uh, you know, ID and his past and all that stuff. And as soon as he was uh, walking through the gate, his, uh, you know, the metal detector lit up. Of course, the lighter went off and he, you know, he, of course, he pulled it out and said, hey, man, I got a lighter. I said, sir, you can't bring that. And I asked him, do you have anything else in your pockets? And uh, he's, you know, to which he replied, no, he didn't. And so after like a closed body search, you know, I make them uh, put their hands to the side, give them a closed body search. You know, they pull out their pockets 
And in the back of his jeans, left-hand side, you know, there was an envelope. And, you know, of course, we pulled out the envelope, and there was 1200 bucks in there. And I'm not trying to say, like, man, I don't, if I find $5 in my pocket, I'm like, woohoo! <laughs> you know, I can't believe that 5 bucks was in there. It's like, I forgot that there was 1200 bucks in there. So that's how we, uh, you know, found that. And then, you know, of course, he wasn't allowed to visit that day. We had to put a visit restriction on him. Yeah, thanks for uh, telling that story. Another reason why people can often get officer of the year is not just for their work in the facilities, but also for their work outside of the facilities. Going through your packet, it looks like you have a lot of volunteer um, experience at your child's school um, at Oakland, where you said that you uh, graduated from, and also with Special Olympics. Can you speak on your experience with that and why you think volunteering in the community is so important? Uh, yes. Uh, so I do a couple of volunteering things. Like, you know, like you mentioned, my daughter's school, they have like a uh, program called uh, Watch Dogs, which is basically, you know, a father or a male figure caregiver kind of comes in, hangs out with your child. You can have lunch together and then they hang out through a recess, play with the kids, you know, kind of just gives them like something different. Come and just go in the cafeteria every day and then you at, at the end of the day, you make sure the kids are safe. You check the doors and you go home. And I enjoy doing that. You know, I'm the RDO group I'm in and my work is Monday, Tuesday, so I don't have to take a day off. So I just volunteer one of my day off days, go in, hang out with my daughter, you know, take her lunch and whatsoever. I think her friends appreciate too that I bring them lunch and stuff. So so that's that's pretty neat. And I've done stuff uh, with Special Olympic through TCF. Um, we have a uh, captain there. Um, she's a psych, Heidi Doran. And, uh, you know, she's very vocal about Special Olympics. And that's how I got involved. I had no idea what it was about. And uh, she's like, hey, uh, Officer Bid, do you want to donate some money to, you know, this event? I said, absolutely. And one thing led to another. And then we started going to events, started doing things like the polar plunge, the, like a fire truck pull. And, you know, we've done like other events like track and field for the, you know, for, for Special Olympics. But those are ones I look forward to, you know, polar plunging, raise some money for that. Uh, I enjoy doing the fire truck pull and stuff. Well, that's great. Now, I've seen uh, a ton of photos over the years of some of these polar plunges, and uh, I don't know that you'd get me to do that. But I do know that a lot of times when the teams do those, they do them in themes. Uh, do you have any, uh, uh, is that what they do at Thumb? Are there any uh, costumes or themes that, uh, that you jumped into the water for, or were you just jumping in straight straight into the water? You know, the, all the times I've done it, I usually have, like, these uh, pink swimming trunks with, like, a gray tank top. And then, <laughs> I mean... My friends also do like as teams. I think last year they did the Frozen theme. The year before they, that, they did like the super uh, superhero theme. But nothing. I just tried to wear the same swim, swimming trunks three, four years that I've done it. <laughs> well, we'll be on the lookout for those next time. We'll make sure that if we get any photos of those, we will uh, share those uh, out on uh, social media so everyone can uh, could see it. So, and then you, there's a the the fire truck pull that that's coming up a couple months, right? Yes, this is coming up. The fire truck's coming up in September. Oh, that's awesome. Where do they do that at? This one they'll do, I think, either sometimes Rochester Hills does it. I think this one they'll do with uh, St. Clair. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, that, that's really important to be involved in. Now, have you have, have you been up to the Special Olympics at the actual Olympics, or are you just helping on the fundraising side? I, I'm not, like, part of it, like, to where, like, I go all the time, but I'm just more of a volunteer, like, if they need some funds raised, you know, I'll, I'll get involved, you know, have my friends donate money to it or kind of put it on social media, whether it's Instagram or Facebook. And then, you know, people donate five, ten dollars whatsoever. And then we will raise up to, you know, five, six hundred bucks because I think it's like two hundred bucks to send an athlete through Special Olympics. 
Yeah, I, I've seen, and I I'm sadly have not been yet, and I, I really want to go uh, because I, I love seeing the photos of how many of our employees attend the actual games, and they're there in their officers' uniforms, and they're hanging medals on, on the winners and, you know, high-fiving everyone. It just looks like such an amazing time, and I love how our department has really, you know, adopted uh, Special Olympics as one of, its, one of its big causes, and it's just so cool to see every year finding new yeah, new ways to join absolutely chris i think just like they're not like they always look forward to the department of corrections because you know we're like you said we're one of the biggest like donors on there mm-hmm. to you know help, help them uh, reach their goal on what they want to accomplish yeah so uh like you said uh, at the top you know you were the the 2021 corrections officer of the year and obviously 2021 uh like 2020 was one of those years where we didn't get to have a banquet because of the pandemic and so, you know, we missed out on, on having you be able to walk across the stage and, and get your award and have that moment. And, um, and so for those in, in, your, in your place, like we've had in some of the past winners, we, we've asked this. So if you, now that you have the microphone, uh, you're not on a stage, but instead of talking to three or 400 guests at the Lansing Center, you get to talk to all 12,000 uh, MDOC employees and anyone else who may happen to listen on the internet. So I guess what would be your message um, as Officer of the Year that you'd want to share as you're accepting this award? What, what kind of things would you want to say if, if, if this was your your chance to be on the stage and give, give a speech? You know, Chris, I'm not much of a public speaker. I mean, people tell you I'm more more common like a one-on-one retirement like on the spot i didn't know to prepare a speech or anything but like and really i you know i tell people to stay safe you know i try to treat everyone you know same try to give them a smile you know i, I don't know what kind of day they're having but i try to give them a laugh a chuckle a smile so i know at least you know their day will be going better corrections uh from like even a corrections officer review pcs you know all the staff that work in the department of corrections you know custody and non-custody you know, we come into this uh, negative environment and I try to just keep a positive outlook every day to see, you know, here we are with, you know, all these prisoners who, you know, done terrible things and we're trying to kind of rehabilitate them to because they're going to join us one day out on the outside. You know, they're not all lifers. They're going to be living in our in our backyards. They're going to be working out here with us. So I try to just, you know, th- try to take it one day at a time and, you know, don't try to solve so many problems one day. Just, you know, put a like, this is what I get, want to get done today, you know, tackle that task and, you know, accomplish it. And that's what I try to tell, you know, everyone, Chris. Well, great. That That is a, a great message and a great attitude to have. Uh, and it's I think it's pretty clear to all of us here and, and all those uh, who will be listening uh, as to why you were picked um, as Officer of the Year and, and the council that, that, that selected you, I think, did a great job. And uh, you're a great ambassador for the department. You're a great officer. I know you're very well respected at the facility and with your warden when I've talked with her. So, again, uh, congratulations for, for winning uh, this honor. And sorry we didn't get to have you uh, on stage, but we wanted to give you this platform to be able to, to share your story and talk a little bit about the things that you did. Um, and just thank you again for, for what you do every day. It's really important uh, not only to your facility, but to, to the state overall. So so thank you, and thanks for being on the podcast. Absolutely, guys. Anytime. I'm, you know, once again, I'm really honored. Nice talking to you guys. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Well, I thought that was a really great chat with Officer Vidge. Uh, it was great to uh, finally get a chance to talk with him, and uh, I think it, we, we all saw pretty quickly, you know, exactly why he was chosen as Officer of the Year. Uh, seemed like a really great, really great guy, great officer, and good representative of the department. I don't know. What, what did you think? I agree. I really enjoyed speaking with Officer Vidge, and I see why he was Officer of the Year. It was really nice to be on this side of the mic and to be able to actually talk to him. Normally, I'm just behind the computer. 
Yeah, uh, well, you've been a, uh, done a great job as a producer, and now you're doing a great job as co-host. So, uh, Greg, watch out. Uh, Bree did a great job, and so I don't want you to have to go the way uh, that Noah did and where he... I guess we say he was fired, but in sort of a joking way, he still he still comes on occasionally. And I think I there may be a rumor that he might be coming back uh, for an episode in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, but actually, uh, Greg will be coming back unless we get an outcry of, of social media support for for Bree as co-host. We'll have to see see how that goes. But um, Greg is going to be back. He was off last week because it was PPPS week, so he was out. Uh, touring around the state, uh, visiting offices, and thanking uh, our great parole and probation agents for PPPS week. So we couldn't have him on, but uh, we'll have him back uh, soon. Um, so so I know that was last week, and I think there's some stuff coming up this week that people are going to be uh, going to as well, right, Bree? Yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to the Employee Rec Day up in the UP. Hopefully by this point everybody saw the emails and already signed up because it's a little late at this point, but... I know I'm looking forward to it. Chris, are you looking forward? Yeah, I'm really excited. It's been my first time at UP Rec Day, um, so we're gonna. It's gonna be a really good time. I've heard lots of great things, and uh, we have such a great time at the the Lower Peninsula Rec Day. So I'm looking forward to uh, my first uh, UP Rec Day experience, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, all of our great staff from the Upper Peninsula as well as from from downstate that that come up for this one as well. It's these Rec Days are always a, a great thing, and I'm really appreciative that Director Washington brought Rec Day back, and, and now that we have two of them. It's a really great way for staff to get together, and I think it's going to be a great, great day. I'm hoping for, for really great weather uh, up there at Bay Mills. And then be- but before we go, we do have, I wanted to mention, because you'll be a part of this too, uh, and that's why Noah will be uh, coming back in a couple weeks. We are going to be celebrating our 200th episode. doesn't seem possible, but uh, we've, we'll be celebrating our 200th episode. So we've got a whole bunch of uh, fun uh, surprises in store, uh, some blasts from the past, some former hosts, some former producers, going to look back at some of our favorite guests. We may have some some higher up uh, type special guests uh, in the works. We've got a lot lot cooking right now, so I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, and then for what all the rest of the season has in store that we've got to up on the board, we got some really great interviews uh, coming up and some great guests. So sounds like I'm sure you're very excited to be producing those and maybe occasionally uh, guest hosting some of those too. Yeah, I'm very excited to produce those, get to meet a lot of new people. That's probably my favorite part about doing the podcast is meeting new people across the department and hearing their stories. Well, great. Well, again, great job. Great to have you on. And uh, Greg, watch out. We've got a really great uh, co-host here in the works and Central Grad, too. So yeah. <laughs> it'd be nice to have two Central Grads. That, that's probably why the episode was so good is we didn't have to <laughs> have a 50-50 Western Central split. We had two Central Grads on. I'll, so, let, I'll uh, let Greg keep his job. I won't take it yet. <laughs> yet. You heard, you heard it here first. All right. Well, everyone, stay tuned next week for an all-new episode of the Field Days podcast. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays.